Welcome to Christian Concepts, a weekly show in which I hold thoughtful discussions about Christianity, its concepts, its misconceptions, and I'm your host, Taj, and this is the first episode. Now, I'll be 100% upfront with you. This is a total bare-bones operation. There is no intro music, and I am just going. We are going to discuss a few things, but first and foremost, I want to let you know upfront that this episode is going to have a lot of information about me more than any other episode. Um, usually, I'm going to go over a specific topic for the day, but for this one, I really want to establish, number one, who I am and what my worldview is. What angle am I coming from and what is the point of this show? And in order to do that, I'm going to have to speak about myself a little bit more than uh, is probably uh, comfortable for me, and it is going to be definitely the focus of this episode more than any other episode that I'll be doing on this podcast. So for starters, like, let's see, w- where am I coming from with all of this, right? Um, where does this guy come from with this podcast, Christian Concepts? Why am I doing this? And how does this all start? Well, let's rewind all the way back to when I was younger. I come from a God-fearing family. Of course, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, really instilled uh, some Christian values into me. However, I was a rebel without a cause. It wasn't one of those things where like, I enjoyed going to church and Sunday school and just being the, the model student and just following the footsteps of the, you know, the family business or whatever it is, as far as faith goes. Um, No, it was a bumpy road for me. And I definitely had to figure out my own paths, my own way. And by no means is this something that just fell into my lap and I just went with uh, what was given to me or spoon fed to me. First and foremost, what I will say is, uh, back in the day, you know, I, I was just known, like I said, just a rebel without a cause. And I was always just breaking Christ, uh, Christian traditions literally for just no reason. Uh, I would ask questions such as, okay, uh, Good Friday, why is it that Christians don't eat meat and all sorts of things like that? And if literally no one could give me a, a logical reason or even point to a verse in the Bible that said, okay, this is why we do this. Well, that was something I set out to break. And I can think of in in my earliest years, uh, you know, I started cooking at a fairly young age, but definitely on Good Friday and all those days when, quote unquote, the rest of the Christian world was not eating meat, I was cooking up like steaks and all sorts of things because I said, hey, you know, if you guys can't give me a logical reason to follow this, I am not going to follow this. So I prided myself on just just being unconventional, breaking all these different rules because, you know, you can't give me a logical reason. Now, that's where I'm really coming from. But what I will say is I was always just a curious person. I wasn't just a troublemaker just because, you know, I wanted to try to offend my mother or whatever it was, right? I was genuinely a a curious person. I asked a lot of questions, and I really wanted to figure out where uh, Christians were coming from, pastors were coming from, what I was learning in Sunday school, and I really wanted to know to like see like what is the motive behind these people? What are they trying to teach me? Have they put some thought into this? Or are they just repeating what they heard? What exactly is going on here? Because you know, I was a person that was always a big fan of science. I was a big fan of history. Uh, you know, I was on the internet from a young age, so you know, I, I guess you could say I was an internet nerd, even though I was a jock and I was playing football and other sports. But I really, I lived on the internet and I loved uh, all these different things, researching things, learning about new things, exposing myself to new ideas. And because of that, 
I, w- I was always curious, even before the internet and all, you know, even before all this research, just as a little child, I was always asking questions. Um, why does this work the way it works? Why does that work? You know, the first job that I really wanted to do, I, I wanted to be a paleontologist. I wanted to go looking after, you know, dinosaur bones and all that stuff. You know, when Jurassic Park came out, I was in my element. That was by far my favorite movie. I remember when I went to the movie theater, uh, the, the, the guy that was sold us the ticket said, you know, it might be scary for children. And I'll never forget. Like, I was so excited. My mother's like, you sure you want to watch this? I was like, absolutely. Right. So anyways, so yeah, I was always a curious person, always wanted to learn different things, always wanted to explore. I always wanted to be outside the mold of things and whatever it was. So when it came to my faith, when it came to Christianity, when it came to following these things, making a way of life, I had that same curiosity, those same questions. And there was also another side to me where it is I love finding loopholes, right? Finding exceptions to the rules. In fact, I really wanted to be a a contract lawyer when I, you know, was going to college and everything. But after one semester, I said, you know what? Um, I'm not enjoying this for one semester as it is. I'm going to get through my bachelor's, but there's no way I'm doing this for seven years. And I never went to law school. And but really, if I was supposed to pick what area of law I would have gone into, it would have been contracts, corporate contracts specifically trying to find my way out of loopholes. That was just like, uh, just so fun to me, trying to find loopholes in, in the contract so I can get out of it legally. And that is sort of how I approach a lot of things. I, I look at things to see how this rule applies, where does it fall apart. And, you know, I, I'm very famous or infamous, I guess you would say, even for, at business for saying that if there's an exception to the rule, it's just a suggestion. It is not a rule. And, you know, when it comes to these things, that is how I analyze the world. That is how I analyze what I'm reading. And, you know, um, that, that started from a very young age. For example, um, <laughs> uh, I, for, you know, I wasn't allowed to go trick or treating, what have you. You know, all my friends were going out. It was Halloween. They're getting their candy and everything. Um, and as, you know, coming from, you know, Christian household, um, you know, th- that was a devil's holiday. I was not allowed to go trick or treating. So the loophole I found when I was little was I just happened to go say hello to everybody. And it just so happens that these nice little old ladies were giving me candy. I never said trick or treat. I never dressed up and I never, um, asked for the candy. But who am I to really refuse candy? That was my logic. That was my loophole that I found. And again, this is when I was little, uh, to come to think of it. I don't know why my mother was even letting me out of the house or how I was getting out, um, on Halloween night. Like what else would I be doing? But <laughs> needless to say, that was my loophole. That was what I was doing, how I was getting candy and what have you without trick or treating. And that really flows over into my personality and what have you. And I used to ask a lot of questions when it came to Sunday school, when it came to church, when it came to uh, just anything pertaining to the Bible, Christianity and everything. I would literally just just look at everything and say, OK, well, if this is true, then how could that happen? And if you remember math class from back in the days, if P, then Q, uh, I know in high school that was like a big thing for us. You know, um, I'll give you an example. If the uh, if rain is falling, then the grass should be wet. You know, then you could look at it and say, which is an error by looking at this way. If the grass is wet, therefore rain fell. Well, no, not necessarily. Maybe the sprinklers came on. Maybe uh, someone popped a water balloon or something. There's other reasons why the grass could be wet. However, if rain did fall, the grass would be wet. So anyways, 
I'm going all over the place, but this is how I think that is how my brain works. And that really started from a very young age, like I said, trying to find these loopholes, trying to see how things works, not only uh, in the rules, but also analyzing it and trying to find my way out of it. Can this work forward and backwards? Can it work from the side? And that was where I was coming from. So growing up in Sunday school and in class and everything as a teenager and what have you, I, I never really gave a lot of trouble. Uh, however, just I was labeled doubtful Thomas because, like I said, I would ask a lot of questions. I was trying to figure out different things and I was trying to plug holes into what people believed. Ultimately, I was trying to figure out what I believed. But the best way I could possibly do that is by asking questions and trying to plug holes into these systems that I was being taught. Right. So when it came, I'll never forget. Uh, this was, I would say somewhere in my early teens, uh, early high school. I, I can't exactly remember when, but I know it was definitely, I was the oldest I was, was probably 14, 15. Uh, we were in a youth group. This was, I believe either Tuesdays or Thursday nights. And the question, uh, we had the opportunity to ask some questions and I asked the youth pastor, that, you know, showing you where my mind was, immaturity, what have you, but again, trying to find all these like loopholes. And this just is literally just how I thought. If I, as a Christian, am a, you know, I'm, I'm living this, this life, doing all these things, following the rules of the church, doing all this great stuff and so forth. And I am walking across a roof and I slip on a banana peel and I fall off this roof. And as I'm falling, the last thing I say is a cuss word and before I hit the sidewalk. That's it, right? So here I go. I am this quote-unquote good Christian guy, and I fall off a roof and cuss. That was my last act. Where do I go, heaven or hell? So I'll never forget the answer that the youth pastor gave me. She looked dead in the face and said, well, your last act was an unrepented sin. Therefore, you would have to go to hell. And I paused. At that point, I realized either a, it is way easier or different to get to heaven than these church people are trying to tell me, or B, it is so hard to get there that no one is going to be there, so there is no point in following these rules and listening to what these people have to say, and I have to figure this thing out on my own, right? That was what I concluded. Like I said, I was probably 14 or 15 at this point, and from that point on, I, I like to say that I subscribed to the, the Church of Me or the Church of Taj or whatever it was. I was just trying to interpret the world as I saw it, trying to make sense of it, because I just knew whatever this preacher was telling me, it could not work. Like, that that was just just ridiculous to me. Anyways, so... Going forward now, I started to just try to figure everything out. And of course, it became at this point now I'm entering high school, I'm playing football and all these different things. And I started to get very resentful towards church people for a few reasons in particular. Number one, I th I saw the hypocrisy in the sense that the people that were generally on the stage, they were preaching to us, telling us what to do and all these different things and the do's and the don'ts and all that. They weren't living according to what they were saying. I saw the hypocrisy and I didn't like it. I started to get a self of self-righteousness and arrogance, if you will, because I was thinking, well, you know, if the preacher is talking about the other members of the church behind their back and he's uh, he or she is doing this and so forth and whatnot, well, there is nothing they could say to me because I don't do that to people. 
I start to think there is nothing they can tell me about what is right, what is wrong, how to get to heaven, because definitely they are not following those rules. And those are not people I want to be behind. And I do not want to uh, base my <laughs> eternal security on people like that. Right. So, again, I'm making up all this stuff and I'm just trying to feel out the world, piecing everything together. And I am literally just rejecting everything that I see around me. And it started to get to the point where I, I just didn't even enjoy going to church church anymore. I started to just just really avoid uh, all these uh, these situations, the church trips, the youth trips, and all these different things. I, I just hated it. I started to uh, go to the bathroom, so I would come into service a little bit late, and and then you know I would I would leave early, so I wouldn't have to interact with these people. And it, I started to just really isolate myself, right? And of course, during this time too, I started to not just, I started to shift from just asking questions for curiosity's sake and trying to figure out what is going on and so I could form my own opinion to start to play devil's advocate, right? I, I just loved the fact that the majority of Christians, the majority of people in churches, never really took time to establish their own thought or their own belief. They just repeat what the pastor says or what they heard in Sunday school or whatever it is. So I would play devil's advocate and I would just strike up arguments with people that had no emotional attachment to these arguments, but I just knew if I pushed the right buttons, I was able to ask a question that they had never thought about. And it caused them to start to become agitated. They start to get frustrated. And for me, it was just the most funny thing in the world. It, it was like, because since I was struggling with my own faith, I didn't know what I believed. So I started to just have fun plugging holes into other people's faith to let them realize and see that they don't know half of what they thought they knew. <laughs> and what they were believing, they were literally just repeating what they heard. They never put thought into it. And to me, that was the most fun thing to do. And I did this for years. And I'll never forget that uh, any question that I asked, like, I would always get like the same cliche answers. It's like, it's like they, I, I don't know if they, if they just copied and pasted it out of greeting cards or what, but it's like every question I ask, there's only a set amount of answers. It just, it just matters what denomination you came from, what flavor of church you subscribe to, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you know, um, it really was just, <laughs> It, it was fun for me. It really was. It was frustrating for other people. And, you know, um, I, I, like I said, I was just in a, uh, a bad point spiritually at my point. I, I just didn't know what I believed. And I was trying to uh, drag everybody else down the mud with me, really. Truthfully, that's what I was doing. And now with these cliche answers, like I said, it was just so much fun for me to pick them apart. And I'll never forget now when I get into high school and I'm taking, and excuse me, not high school, into college. I'm taking a New Testament class. And at this point, now, uh, the way this class was presented was to analyze the text as just any any document in history, right? It's not as a preacher would teach it. It is literally just taking it out as a piece of poetry, a piece of, you know, a law, the Declaration of Independence, whatever it was, just analyzing as text. Now, that was probably the best thing I learned about this in this class. The rest of the class, for the most part, was pretty much garbage because obviously now in hindsight, looking back, the... <laughs> The teacher or the professor, if you will, had his own personal agendas and vendettas against the Bible and Christianity and all that stuff. So he started to like really uh, break his own rules to um, discount the the text itself. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. 
What I learned in last class, which is very important, is to analyze uh, who was writing it, the audience that it was intended for, the the intended message, the message that was in it, and of course the context, historical context, the context of the writing, uh, and, and all those different things in, in comparing the text with other texts and other passages, and as a whole, not just looking at one little teeny weeny 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 piece and forming a huge titanic size uh sermon and dissertation off of uh you know three words but just simply looking at those few words and um establishing what those words are saying as it is right not uh using external uh, information and just literally you're extracting the information from the page and using that as the basis for your conclusions that you're drawing right that's the most important thing that i learned in this class now like I said, pairing this up with devil's advocate and poking holes in everyone's uh, faith and all these different things, uh, it, it was a dangerous tool to have in. Because at this point, this is when I really started to see that, yeah, the majority of Christians have no idea what they're talking about. They don't even read their Bible. Yet, supposedly, this book is the foundation of their faith, but they don't read it. They don't know what's in it. And, you know, I started to get into some really heated and fearsome and fiery debates. And to, like I said, it, because I had no emotional attachment to it, it was fun to me. And I was, I was a troll, basically. What you would see on Twitter and, uh, you know, uh, Facebook and all those things. Well, I was a real life in your face troll. Like I, I would not back down from any argument. And I, I had so much fun just arguing these points. And people would get really upset with me. And what I realized is the more devote they were, the more hardcore they were, the more they grew up in church as kids and all those different things, those were the people that would take it the hardest. And I realized those are also the people that did the, the, the most thinking and introspecting of their own faith and what they believed. And because of this, they were the most aggressive in their arguments, right? Which is just very ironic in itself. Okay. Here's this loving, peaceful, uh, religion, yet, um, these are the people that are, you know, the most <laughs> argumentative and fierceful. So, like I said, again, I was having a just a wonderful time in my just, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, my heathen state. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but then now, uh, so after all this, I'm going through, you know, fast forward, I'm going through my 20s and all these different things. And at this point now, you know, after college and everything, I'm just basically in like the, the holiday club, right? I would go to church on Mother's Day, New Year's Day, you know, Christmas Sunday, all those different things, right? Uh, Resurrection Sunday, whatever. Um, but for the most part, I, I did not go to church. I would not associate with church people. And really, I just did it every now and then to appease my mother, and make her happy, th that sort of thing, right? So, now, when my mid-20s, early to mid-20s is when really I had my quote-unquote come to Jesus moment, right? So at this point in, in life, you know, I am still, um, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not like running around like a complete wild man. I'm, 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 by standards, you just look at me and say, yeah, this, this guy's living a Christian life. However, internally and whatever, you know, I just, I just, I was just a miserable wreck and, uh, just the things in my life were falling apart and, and all these different things. Yeah, sure, I was doing good deeds and I was treating people nicely and all that. But at the end of the day, my life was a total mess and I couldn't figure out why. And I made a New Year's resolution. I said, okay, you know what? Um, I have tried everything else in my life and it is just not working right now. I have lost everything that I care about. 
Um, it, it, it is just a total disaster. If there really is a God out there for whatever reason, he must, must not love me. Um, I felt like Bruce Almighty, right? If you've ever seen that movie when he's like screaming at the sky, smite me, almighty smite her. Well, that's literally kind of how I felt. Like, you know, I was like, well, if there really is a guy, um, if there really is a God out there, like he just does not care about me. And, you know, um, I couldn't figure out why. And literally I would, I would shout at the sky, right? <laughs> I would, I would go outside and, uh, you know, I'd go up on a hill or something or whatever. And I'm literally screaming at the, the, the sky, like telling off God, like giving him a piece of my mind. Right. If you're really out there as if, you know, I'm going to win that argument. Well, anyways, needless to say, um, I was not in a good place in life. Depression, anxiety, all these different things uh, were, were was going on. And I said, you know what? New Year's resolution. I have nothing to lose. I've tried everything else. Uh, let me go talk to a pastor, right? Um, <laughs> I was going to a pastor, a psychologist, like all these different things, just trying to figure out like my life, figure out where I'm at. And I'll never forget, I sit down with this pastor the Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, and I start to just ask him a bunch of questions. And I remember I'm telling him everything that's going wrong in my life. And I said, you know, I just can't figure out why I'm over here trying so hard. I'm trying to be a good guy. And then all these criminals and cheaters and this and that, and all these people are prospering and living this great life. And I can't figure out what's going on. My relationship ships are falling apart and all the stuff like everything I touch is just crumbling I can't figure out why and for the first time in my life a a clergyman a religious man whatever you want to call him a preacher uh, he didn't say do this do that do this do that you know um do this well you know that, that, that and just go down a list of things and just recite these things of do's and don'ts to me he was just like well you know what uh, if you really want to answer for that just read this page and he would turn to a page in his bible and say hey read this and I would say, wow, you know, I've never read that before. And then I would say another thing. I would shoot another problem at him and say, oh, I can't figure out this. Why is this happening? And say, well, you know, there's a passage about that, too, if you want to read it. And we just turn to it and push it before me. And it's like this guy was just pulling verses and scriptures and passages and all sorts of stuff. And it wasn't just like someone just quoting a random, oh, believe in Jesus here and there and all this stuff. He was like, no, re read that page, read that page, read this passage. And he just knew where everything was by memory, right? So I said, okay, this is crazy. Now, after about an hour and a half or so, whatever it was, um, I was like, whoa, my mind was blown away. Because again, this man never told me what to do and don't and all that. He was just like, well, if you want to read about that topic, read this page, right? So then I go home uh, after this hour and a half on a Saturday afternoon and literally I'm in the shower and I just broke down. Like literally, you know, I, I'm just like, that was my come to Jesus moment, right? Uh, it, it was not an altar call. It was not in church. It was not at, uh, you know, all the you know, the typical things that you'd expect, right? Uh, a rally, a crusade, or a street preacher, or something like that, right? No, I was in the shower. And I said, you know what? Um, <laughs> I've tried everything my way, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out all this stuff. And like, you know, like, God, like, obviously, I am not doing a very good job at my life. And whatever you want to do, like, fine, just, just, just do it. And just, just show me what to do. And from that point on, I started to just like just read my Bible. I started to study stuff and I started to uh, really try to analyze mostly where I had things wrong in life, where I had my my perception of people, how I interact, my relationships, my my priorities, all these different things. I, I said, you know what? Like, I, let, let me just see what the Bible says about this. Where should I put my priorities in this area? How should I interact with these people? Um, why? Are these things bothering me? Is there anything about that in the book? You know, and that's how I was just approaching it, trying to figure out myself internally and in doing so, 
that was how I was able to sort out all the, 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 the junk, all the baggage, all that was in my head and all this crazy stuff that, that was just, you know, years and years and years and years of just, just piling on all this stuff and trying to make sense of the world around me. And what it came down to is I started to write a list of everything that I had wrong about Christianity. Like all the things that I thought Christianity was, what the Bible said and, 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 and what Jesus was about and what church was about and all these different things, right? And I started to make a list like, okay, when I read a passage, I say, oh, wow, I have that completely wrong. I just write it down. And my list was well over a hundred when I stopped writing this list. Um, it was just so much. It seemed like it just, it seemed like every passage, everything I read was just saying, yeah, um, I had that all wrong and it just kept going on and on and on. And like I said, it just got to the point where I just stopped writing stuff down because basically I was like, okay, I have to start from scratch. Like clearly I have this whole Christian thing wrong. Right. So, you know, when I say all these different things and misconceptions and understanding Christianity and stuff, I'm speaking from a point of uh, experience. That's where I was. I knew what it was like. I know all these thoughts running around. I was that troll in person, um, that lost person. I, I was, uh, you know, depressed, anxiety, all these different things, right? And just this, this young guy trying to sort out his faith and was annoyed by churches and preachers and, and just so much and trying to figure this stuff out. That is what I'm coming from. And now fast forwarding again. So once I start to figure out all this stuff, right, and I'm learning all this stuff now at this point, of course, uh, I became that overzealous Christian that I wanted to share the Bible to like everyone and share this and share that that I'm learning. And I thought, hey, you know, this is what I'm and I thought everyone would have been excited to know like, oh, cool. Wow. You know, I can't believe the Bible really says that. Well, no, I was completely wrong. Like, no, like <laughs> even the people that went to church, they didn't want to hear what th that, you know, what they were believing about church was wrong. They 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 were not excited. And I was shocked. Right. And, you know. The best analogy I can give, it's like giving a baby a chainsaw. Literally, it was like, you know, just giving this this powerful tool to just someone that just didn't know how to wield it. And I was just slicing and dicing. You know, sometimes I'd cut off my own leg, you know, with it. Like, you know, that's just how it was. Like, it was crazy. Like, this knowledge that I I knew found, like, I, I did not know how to. I, I had no temperament with it. I, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I would just literally just throw like. You know, this, it was basically the same, uh, argumentative person that was poking holes in everyone's, um, faith. Like, I, I just kind of, it, it was the same thing, except I was on the other side of the thing now. And, you know, it, I had to learn, I had to mature, I had to really understand, like, okay, you know, um, there is a time and a place for everything. And for one, you know, it is not my job to convince anyone to be a Christian. Like, it, it, I mean, the Bible clearly says that. Like, it, it's, it's God's job. It's my job just to, to share the word, right? It's my job to share my faith. It's my job to love people. It is my job to do all these different things. However, it is not my job to have some kind of mental sparring match and, 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 and witting people into believing what I believe that, no, that's, that's God's job. I just present the evidence and walk away. Whatever happens, you know, um, happens, right? That is, that is, it's not my job. Like you can't force someone to believe anything. That is what I had to learn. And, you know, it was through taking a couple L's, <laughs> you know, getting into some debates that I shouldn't have been in and all sorts of things that I, I learned that over time. And, you know, it was just one of those things that came with maturity. 
and uh i'm appreciated for it and really uh, i realize most most uh young christians once they find their faith and everything they they kind of shoot out of the can in the same way um for the most part you know and you know um it's a lot of what uh our temperaments are how we our personalities are will will affect how that is uh how obnoxious you come out on the other side right but um yeah i i was pretty uh, i was a wild man with it i won't lie and so now fast forward again, we get to 2020 and, um, again, maturity and just understanding that, you know, not everyone wants to hear what you have to say and it might not be the right time and place. There is even a passage, you know, some people might say, Oh, well, that's not very Christian. Like, I can't believe you're saying that. Well, you know, there's even a passage in the Bible that says, do not cast your, uh, your pearls before swine. Now that might sound offensive to people, but you know, your best pearls, right? A pig, a swine that's rolling around in the mud will never appreciate that, right? So it's, it's sort of like that. You, you know, you, you're, you're not everyone will be receptive of the message and you have to know when that person is going to be receptive of it. Just like myself, right? You know, when I was that guy poking holes in everyone's faith and arguing everything, like it didn't matter what you said to me. I was just having fun with you, but I had to get to that point where everything was going wrong in my life and everything, whatever it was, you know, not saying that's what you need to uh, have faith, but that's what happened to me. I was finally at the place when uh, you know, that pastor was available to share these things with me. And that's how I was able to find my own faith, right? So like I said, I'm not here to have some kind of mental uh, wrestling match with anyone. I'm just sharing this information, sharing the points of views, sharing the evidence, sharing a balanced point of view, clearing up some misconceptions. That way you can establish your own belief. You can establish what you 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 uh, want to think of Christianity or your opinion, whatever you want to call it, your own faith, whatever it is, right? So that is what I do. That is what I'm doing. And again, uh, summarizing, fast forwarding 2020, when of course we're having all that that pandemic stuff was going on, and you know, um, podcasting is exploding, and uh, you know, I'm on Clubhouse having some great discussions with uh, people about faith and all sorts of deep just things that just not even just faith but just any deep topic i was finding people to speak to and it it was just great and then finally this show uh called the chosen which you know this is why i'm telling all this stuff because i was in a clubhouse room um well quite a few clubhouse rooms and i kept hearing about the chosen the chosen the chosen the chosen the chosen i said okay all right whatever you know, I was never one to really typically watch like these Christian movies and shows and stuff, even though as a Christian, because typically they deviate from the Bible. And it's like, you know, it's just a complete like a mess. Right. Uh, some Hollywood production, like, for example, uh, Christian Bale, you know, Batman as Moses. That was a terrible movie. But let me get back on track here. Now, <laughs> uh, I kept hearing about this chosen. So one day, like, brother was just like, hey, you have to check out the show. It is called The Chosen, and it is awesome. You got to check it out. Uh, just, you know, I, I know you think about the Bible and all sorts of stuff. Just just watch the show and let me know what it's like, you know, if the Bible's really like that and so forth and whatnot. So I said, okay, well, you know what? Um, I will definitely check it out that you recommended it. And he was like, yeah, take notes. You have to, like, you know, give me your commentary, your honest opinion, tear it apart. And of course, like I said, I am ready to tear it apart just like Moses and all that stuff. You know, with Christian Bale, I'm like, this is, you know, whatever. But I've heard so much about this. I say, all right, let's see how it goes. And I was blown away. And again, the conversations that were started because of this show, 
and the things that, you know, just everything really was what led to this podcast, Christian Concepts, because there were so many talking points in there and, you know, why keep repeating the same thing when I could just record it and put it on a podcast and get these concepts out? And I think it was a great, 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 great initiative. And they're doing some great things over there. But yes, you know, I'm, this is not here to promote uh, The Chosen, which I do recommend you should watch it. Um, however, I'll just say that was really the summary of everything, everything coming together and what launched this, right? The discussion that I'm currently having now. And yes, like I said, this episode is a lot about me and there's so many things. But the reason why I took the time to do this is because I want to establish exactly what my goal is, what my intentions are, where I'm coming from, you know, mentally, spiritually, and all these different things. Um, yes, I am a Christian. I am a person that believes uh, the Bible. I base my faith on uh, my faith, excuse me, <laughs> on the Bible. And you know, um, anything to do with Christianity, I always, I always refer back to the book to see what I'm seeing or hearing in church or preaching, whatever else, um, how it relates to it. Typically, like I said, I don't really like a lot of Hollywood movies and all these things about the Bible because they they rarely follow the script. However, I thought The Chosen is well done uh, so far. We're into season two right now at the point of recording this. And, you know, they do take some creative liberties to fill in some blanks and holes to build a show. However, I would say it was probably it is currently to date probably the best production I've seen. And of course, it was done outside of Hollywood. So anyways, like I said, this is not a uh, a promotion of The Chosen or whatever. I, I just, you know, uh, I'm going off the top of my head and that's where my mind is right now. And this is sort of how this show is going to work. So hopefully you will be here along the ride for me. I know that was a long setup, a long introduction and all these different things, but really that is where my heart is. That's where I'm coming from. And that's where I'm going. And at this point, I don't even have outro music. I don't have, uh, what's it called? Social media handles or anything set up. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but that is exactly where I am. And I appreciate you coming along for the ride. This is Christian Concepts, and I am Taj, and I will see you next week.